everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of Malcolm Castaways. My name is Hannah. Joining us today is Braxton and my very special aunt, Amy, coming in all the way from Oklahoma. Um, Amy, would you like to introduce yourself just a little bit? Sure. Um, as Hannah said, my name is Amy, and I am a meteorologist in Norman, Oklahoma. I work at the Radar Operations Center. Um, I think we'll get in, dive into that a little bit more later, but that's me. <laughs> How did you get into your job? Like, how did that look? Did you just apply for it and like, here's a very special position? <laughs> well, um, well, it's, I really didn't know what I was getting into at the time. I, I still remember my my interview, which was um, uh, via telephone at the time because I was up in Minnesota with my first career. Um, and I remember at the inter- end of the interview, they asked you know, the questions for us. And I said, well, do you am I really what you need? You need a meteorologist to this position? Because it sounded very, very technical. Um, but they they assured me that, that I'm exactly what they needed. And I'm glad that they did because it's been 13 years now. And it's a, an amazing job that I have. I get to have fun every day. And <laughs> now I get to talk to you guys about it. So. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, did you always? So for being with yeah. Us. No joke. Did you always know you wanted to be a meteorologist and even be on Malcolm Castaways? Has that been your main goal your entire life well, just to be on this vlogcast? Ever since Hannah was born, I was hoping I could do this one day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. Actually, you know, I was thinking about that with that moment when I knew I wanted to be a meteorologist. And I, you know, I always liked science. I've always enjoyed math. I'm just, you know, very left brained and um, driven. Um, but I remember this day, I was probably about 10 or 11 years old and I was in my backyard and it started raining and I, it took me, it took me by surprise. I looked up and I'm like, why is it raining? And it, cause it really didn't look like there were any rain clouds or anywhere. And so I realized it wasn't even raining in my front yard. So I went in the front yard, of course it was dry there and I call me a nerd, but I just thought that was really, <laughs> really cool that, you know, it there was an edge to the rain, right? That there, you know, could be a stop and an end all at the, in one location. Um, so I was just kind of hooked and, you know, from then, you know, my parents had a hard time keeping me inside during severe weather. I was always running outside, <laughs> storms. Um, I just think it's funny because a lot of kids on our side of the family are really interested by science. Like, from a young age, I loved science and space. And I know there's some other kids in our family that love science and space. And my brother used to be like that too, but it, he's kind of stepped away from that as more computers. But I think that it's just awesome that we have that in our family. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool, well, pretty cool. Kaylin, Kaylin is loving space and math, well, numbers right now. She's in kindergarten, so it's not all math, but she's loving numbers. <laughs> knows all the planets and things and so he's definitely going to follow similar steps I think. <laughs> I think that's okay. awesome. Go ahead. So here's a question I'm wondering is what kind of education did you have to go through to get to your position? Um, well I, I have a bachelor's in atmospheric science um, from the University of Missouri. Uh, it's at my diploma actually says soil and atmospheric science because back then they were <laughs> together at the university they've separated now I believe 
but so my diploma does actually say soil even though I have no no classes in that or whatnot so <laughs> I always just say it's atmospheric science and then I do have a, a master's um, in atmospheric science as well from um, the State University of New York in Albany um, I know I wanted to get kind of get, start getting out of the Midwest a little bit see how, what else was going on and you know, other schools and whatnot. Um, and I really wasn't really ready to enter the workforce. I didn't know what I wanted to do with meteorology. I just, I knew what I didn't want to do. Um, you know, I didn't want to have crazy hours. Um, I knew I didn't want to be going to broadcast, <laughs> broadcasting, um, getting right in front of the camera every day. I quite my thing. Um, so, you know, I went to math. A master's program and and did that for a couple of years and then I did actually go into um, broadcast but radio broadcasting was my first um, job out of the gate up in Minnesota I did that for about a year and a half before I came down here to work at the rock radio operations so was getting your master's difficult in that process um no, I mean, it, it was just, you know, another level to college. It, it, it um, the classes were much more difficult. Um, and then you have to write a thesis, which I actually left the university prior to finishing my thesis, which I later did complete. Um, and I mean, it all just, it came together just so perfectly in a way, because once I got my job down here, there was, um, a tool that we use to kind of assess the uh, the calibration of radars and whatnot, but it needed to be assessed and need to be vetted and validated. Um, so I ended up doing my thesis on on that tool and was able to actually complete my master's while I was working at the Rock. So um, it, it was a long drawn out process, but I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was difficult. It was just you accept the new challenges as they come to you and. Uh, you work through them, so it was a good experience. Have you had a lot of jobs in your career, like just all around the country? I think you've had a couple jobs, like different places. Well, I mean, those were those are my only two career jobs. Um, Hannah, I think you're thinking of when I went to NASA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was an internship I did during. I think that was between my junior and senior years of college, I believe. I don't know, I have to do math. Um, but I did do um, a project um, at the university or um, what NASA was at us. I should have looked at it, I already forgot. Um, Goddard, <laughs> Goddard Flight Center, that's what it's called, um, over in um, Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I spent a summer, the summer of 2000, Two, I believe it was, um, out there doing a research project with, and there was, mm, I think about 16 of us students that had various mentors that summer. A lot of, a lot of kids that were going into chemistry or physics or whatnot. And then I was the oddball that was, I was the only meteorologist out of the group. Really? Uh, That's yeah. interesting. So I, I did, you know, my, my project dealt with, um, um, comparing, um, rain estimates from in situ like ground gauges to what the satellite was measuring so sounds kind of you know kind of boring maybe a little number crunching but 
you know, it, it was a good experience and fun for, for us that, that summer. That it was a great experience. And that sounds awesome. You're so cool. <laughs> it was because it was all of us were, you know, sophomores or juniors in college that were there, 16 of us from all over the country. So, I mean, that that part was really, really cool because we got to meet a bunch of other nerdy scientists, you know, from around the, around the country. <laughs> it was good. That's so cool. Okay. So will you kind of outline, like, what does a standard day at work look for you? For me? Um, well, I spend a lot of time um, assessing the quality of radar data. Um, we have Doppler weather radars, the WSR-88Ds, um, the acronym that we use. And we have all throughout the country and a few overseas. So I spend most of my time um, looking at the data, uh, look, seeing if it's of good quality and useful for the meteorologists that are using it to provide warning operations for the public. Um, and then I also work on several um, projects to that are the ultimate goal is how can we improve the, the quality of the data. So we're always looking at new ways that we can put into the software to make the data better. But, but I mean, I just, I get to look at pretty pictures all day. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. And there's so many like, it's fun to talk about because when you're looking at radar data, it's not just weather that you can see on the, on the displays. There's all kinds of really anything that moves can be seen. We can see traffic, birds, bugs, bats, um, wind turbines get picked up and whatnot. So it's, um, it's fun when, you know, uh, meteorologists in the field call in and what's this and get to, <laughs> get to analyze it for them and explain what's going on. So. Do you think a lot has changed based on that because of the lockdowns that we've had and just COVID-19 in general with the less pollution being in the world and less activity going on people-wise outside? Do you think weather has had a big effect on all of the COVID-19-ness? Uh I would have just thought, you know, the air quality might improve, I guess, as we're not driving around as much or whatnot. Um, but then, you know, fires out, out west, I think, kind of hinders that, that air quality aspect. So I, I wouldn't really expect to see significant changes weather-wise um, because, of, because of us, you know, not traveling as much ever been seen a really bad storm yourself and had a lot of people like Amy what is this help you with that well um I didn't have anybody asking me I when I was thinking about that question Hannah um I was thinking about um when I was at University of Missouri I was on the storm chase team there in my senior year we spent a lot of time um chasing I mean we spent lots and lots of time chasing and finally well, I mean, most of the chases we go on were big busts. We run into just hail or wind, you know, not real significant storms. But finally, um, May 4th, 20, 2003, um, every meteorologist you'll talk to you will have a date in their head of what their most significant storm or whatnot. And that's that's kind of mine because that's when we we finally did intercept tornadoes that day we got to see uh, two out in um near Leavenworth and Wyandotte Kansas 
And uh, that was, I remember that one just because it was in a very residential area. And so it, you know, it just devastated some of the communities out there. But so, I mean, it's good, good for us because we got to finally see that, but it was also really heartbreaking because we got to see the aftermath of it too. Well, one thing that I've been thinking about while you're saying about the devastation is what do you think these fires are going to bring to California in that area of the U.S.? I mean, because from media, it looks like there's this total desperation. Yeah, I mean, when when big, huge fires break out like that, when, when rain finally returns, it usually creates mudslides and flooding and all those types of things occur, um, which can cost lot additional lives after the you know initial natural event of the fires. Um, so unfortunately, I would expect to have more uh, hard days ahead for those areas if, if as rain starts moving back in, into those regions. Is there rain supposed to be coming back into those areas? Well, I, I was just looking there. It looked like Washington and Oregon are seeing a little bit of uh, precipitation today. So, um, Good. But not in Northern California. They definitely need it to help put out the fires, but I, I worry about flooding aspects after that as well. I know like a month ago, there was like five different tropical depressions happening at one time. Were you like all over that? We, we at the, at the rock, we will staff our meteorologists, um, um, 24 seven when there's going to be a landfalling hurricane. And it was, we were just wondering like, when's this going to end? You know, when, when's this string of string of pearls, you know, it kind of starts looking like when they all get set up, um, you know, 2020 has, it's, there's nothing left to surprise me about this year. <laughs> I actually, I shouldn't say that too, but like, I don't know. But that's like wondering is like, what, what's next? You know, the, all these storms, I mean, 2020 is, I think second in line now for the most storms at this point in the season and um, just second behind the uh, 2005. Um, but then there's still October and November to get through um, with respect to the hurricane season. So it's just, it's been a crazy, crazy year in all aspects yeah. of it. And, you know, it's, uh, we all wouldn't mind a little calm, calm weather <laughs> here, <laughs> right out the rest of the year, I think. Yeah, that's for sure. Do you recommend any of like specific weather apps to watch? Because I know one time I was like going on weather channel and they're like, why are you using weather channel? There's way better there, apps. I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll say I have worked for the National Weather Service. So you want to be looking at the National Weather Service weather forecasts. And they do have an app. Unfortunately, that one's not free. But you can go online. All the offices have Facebook pages as well. And they frequently update them. They're on Twitter as well. So you can definitely get easy access to forecasts and 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 all the information that you need in terms of warnings and watches and whatnot through through various media that's national that the National Weather Service provides. So um, I'll just leave it with that. Like you want to be looking for National Weather Service. 
Definitely. <laughs> Um, what would you tell kids that are thinking about going into STEM as an encouragement? As kind of like, this is why you should do it. Here's why I do it. I, it's fun. I mean, we all know that, you know, when we graduate high school, graduate college, that next step is a job. And why not do something you love and do something you enjoy and do something that can change day to day and, and you know, learn, and you can keep learning throughout your career because I mean, there's always something to learn when, with respect to science and, and math and whatnot. Definitely, like if there's something that interests you that's in science, math, any of the STEM areas, go for it because it's just, I mean, if you can have passion about your work, then it's not really a job, you know, it's fun, so. Any last things you'd like to say about who you are, what you do, plug, if you will? <laughs> Man, we've covered so much of it. Um, you know, that it's great. My particular job is awesome because I've had the flexibility to work at home and throughout this whole COVID thing. I mean, it was kind of, it was challenging in the spring. We had my children here. Um so it's juggling work and their virtual school and the summer met its own challenges, but luckily Hannah was down here for a couple of weeks helping me out and being an excellent caregiver to my children and just having good, good times there. So that was, that was good. But I don't know this, I've enjoyed this quite a bit. I'm not as conversate easily as into conversation as Miss Hannah there. She can just run with things a lot of the time. <laughs> you can hear Mahoney laughing in the background of Braxton yeah. the video. <laughs> she and I are quite I, opposites in that Hannah, you were in the first episode of this, you were talking about you know missing all social aspects and, and <laughs> being around people, they give energy while it but it's opposite for me. It wears me, wears me out a little bit, but, but. So this online thing you're fine with, you're like, okay, I'm down with this whole not seeing people. I mean, it has been long enough now where I'm like, I would, there's some coworkers I would like to, to see face to face and interact with and not just, you know, through email or chatting. Um, so I think I might have to start trying to ease my way back in one day a week or something if they'll allow it. But uh, yeah, I, it, it's been good. It was, it took some time getting used to working from home, but now that I do, I want to, I want to keep doing it even after normalcy returns, or I don't like to actually say it that way. Just whatever. Once we return back to the actual workplace, um, still get to work from home a couple of times would be great. But, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on our second episode. Braxton, do you have anything final to add? I just thank you so much. This has been really fun. I know I learned a lot. and I, I know. Yeah. You used a lot of smart words. I feel way yeah. smarter. <laughs> well, great. Um, thank you. It's been fun. I the opportunity. I can't say no to to my niece Hannah there so definitely because I'm your favorite well we don't have to tell the others <laughs> okay we don't have to. <laughs> okay. thank you so, so much thank you. you seriously this has been great you're welcome um,